Welcome to the Relaxed Dog Podcast. The podcast where the dogs are the stars of the show. Welcome to episode 96 of the Relaxed Dog Podcast, sponsored by therelaxeddog.com. Thank you very much for finding this show. I am your host, Robert Ober, and I hope that you and your dog are well. Firstly, I'd like to thank you all again for listening and for expanding our little group of people who appreciate how awesome dogs are. I, again, really appreciate you guys sharing and telling a few extra people to listen in. And I can see that on some of the the statistics that I occasionally look at. Um, It's great to see more people that just love dogs. My guest this week is Sue London, and she is going to be telling us all about Rocky and some very interesting experiences that she and Rocky have had. So without any further delay, here's that interview. Welcome to the Relaxed Dog Podcast. I am here today with Sue London. How are you? I'm great. And thanks so much for having me on your show. I'm really excited to be here. Oh, an absolute pleasure. So whereabouts in the world are you? So I'm in Ontario, Canada. I'm about 15 minutes from Niagara Falls. You heard of Niagara Falls? Yeah, it's that little waterfall somewhere up north of America. That little waterfall, yeah. (laughs) And and where I am, I'm right at the border in Ontario. I look over at Buffalo, New York. So um, really beautiful area where I'm located. Very, very nice. Got the best of all the worlds, you know? (laughs) Just trying to think. And so season-wise, you're sitting in the... We're summer right now. Summer, yep. Yeah, yeah. We've been having really hot weather. It's been like 120 degrees Fahrenheit, Mm. which is not normal for Canada at all. You know, crazy, crazy weather. Yeah, something we'll sort of like touch on a little bit later. So who are we going to talk about today? So we're going to talk about Rocky. Rocky. Rocky was my little Shih Tzu um, who came in my life at the right time. I thought I was saving his life, and he ended up saving my life over and over. I think that's so, a, that's a common thread. I think that pe- we hear from from people. It's true. It's, yeah, yeah, exactly. Absolutely. <laughs> um, as per usual, I'm going to ask you to take us back in time to just before okay. you and Rocky connected. And tell us about the hows and whys that that happened. Okay. So I was an only child growing up and I had a dog that I named Spot. I got Spot when I, I was only two. So she had a little spot on her butt and that's how she got her name. And she was like my sister and we were very, very, very close. And I had her for 19 years. And when I lost her, it was like losing a limb. You know, many people can identify with. Right. And I swore, you know, the pain I felt I was never, ever getting another dog ever again. And uh, this is, you know, fast forward now, like five years. And this neighbor behind us said, you know, his dog had just had this litter of puppies and that he wanted to give me one of these dogs. And it was a little shih tzu. And I said, never again am I ever getting another dog. I can't handle that pain of losing a dog. And he said, no, 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 you have to take the dog. So I said no. And at the time, I was married to somebody who was not an animal lover. Um, And and I'll go into that story about him later. But um, so we never got the dog. And so then a year after that, Um, this neighbor came back to me and said, I really need you to take this one dog. You know, he got adopted. He's a year old now, the puppy. And the owner's going to have to put him down because she works in a a mall and she can't have the dog in the mall. And she has no home for it. So she's thinking about putting this one-year-old Shih Tzu down. Mm. Well, when I heard that, it's like, no way. And so I said, well, I would take him. 
And I thought I'll take, you know, I'll deal with the uh, after effects with my husband. And, you know, because I knew I just had to rescue this dog. When I said he was not an animal lover, he was definitely not an animal lover. And so I brought Rocky home and that's when the journey together began. And eight months after bringing Rocky in, I became pregnant with my first daughter and I started having complications in the pregnancy and I was ordered to bed rest for the last three and a half months. And so at that time, Rocky never left my side. He stayed mm. right beside me, you know, followed me in the washroom. If I wanted to go up the stairs, he would block the way. So as a reminder, you can't go up the stairs. Like I just stay on the, the one main level. Mm-hmm. So, you know, he got me through the pregnancy and then, you know, the baby's born, bring the baby home, put the baby on the floor. Like here, you know, here's your new little uh, friend here, Rocky, you know, introducing them and that. And really strong bond developed between the baby and him. And then it was, the baby was nine months old. And then I started having health complications, which they diagnosed me as having Crohn's disease. Mm. Crohn's disease. I, are you familiar with that? It's it's a disease that um, it, it is like inflammation anywhere in your intestinal tract. Mm-hmm. You can lose, you know, rapid weight loss. I lost uh, 60 pounds in a matter of three months. And um, a lot of complications around that. Um, so at this point, you know, I'm diagnosed with Crohn's disease. I'm, I'm spending like three hours at a time in the washroom, taking this nine, t- nine to 10-month-old little girl in the bathroom with me. I bring Rocky in the washroom with me to look after her, to, to entertain her while I was being sick. That was our life. Mm. And so, you know, we went through that journey. And then I started noticing how healing he was for me because when I would have the pain with Crohn's disease, you know, I maybe have like really bad pain in my stomach ab area and he would lick an opposite area to where I had the pain. So if I had in my stomach, he would lick my face or he would lick my legs and that helped to take the focus away from the pain. Mm -hmm. It just, it was amazing how I was experiencing firsthand pet therapy. And I really started understanding what it was. And then uh, fast forward from there, then, um, you know, he, I, I was, you know, it was, the disease was getting worse and I was having more complications. I ended up having over 18 surgeries because wow. of Crohn's disease. Um, so, you know, when I'd have the pain, he taught me that what I was doing was when I'd have the pain, I would tighten my body. So when I tightened my body, I was making the pain actually worse. So when he when I went up, when I was doing that and he noticed, he would come up and a lot of times I was laying in bed or on a, on a couch and he would come up and he would bury his head in my shoulder and he would breathe really loudly. And at first when he started doing this, it was very irritating to me. It's like, Rocky, go lay down. You know, so go lay down. And he would come up and we'd go back and forth with this for like about three times. I thought, okay, I give up. Like he's more stubborn than I am, you know? And so then I realized that when I stopped and I listened to his breathing, he was actually getting me to focus on my breathing and it actually loosened my body and the pain lessened. So that was a huge lesson that this dog taught me right there. Right. And then um, uh, I guess it was about, it, it was in 90, uh, 92, I became pregnant. The doctors said that the disease had gone into remission. Mm-hmm. If I wanted to have a second baby, then that was the time. And so I became pregnant and it was almost like as soon as I became pregnant, the disease flared up again oh, no. and my weight went down to just 80 pounds. And that was like half my weight. And I was in the hospital for many months and I was dehydrated I couldn't walk four feet to the washroom because I was so weak and I had an IV pole attached to me and, and, and two nurses had to help me just, you know, you kind of get the picture, right? Very yeah, weak in that. Nice. Good. And so I had the doctor come in my room and he said to me, we need to talk that, you know, this is not working and you can't keep going on like this. You, you have to make a choice. Who's going to live here? Is it going to be you or is it going to be your baby? So I said to him, you know, I'm a real firm believer that everything in our life happens for a reason. 
and that I was pregnant for a reason. I was going to stay pregnant. I was going to deliver a beautiful child and we were both going to live and enjoy life together. Mm-hmm. And that's all there was. It was like a given to me. There was no other options for that. And so I said to him, my choice I'm making is I'm firing you as my doctor. And he said, you can't fire doctors. <laughs> and he was in his shock. And I said, well, I'm sorry, but, you know, I believe in miracles. I've seen miracles happen. And, you know, I want a doctor who believes that miracles can happen here. So he was, just, I think he's still in shock, like, 30 years later over all this. So anyway, uh, the next day, a new doctor came in and he introduced himself and said, you know, I, I see, you know, by your pictures, you know, around your bed that you love animals. And I said, yeah. And, and he, you know, was asking about who's this. And I said, it was Rocky. Well, when was the last time you saw him? And I said, it was, it's been like three months now oh, because wow. I was in hospital for so long. Right. And so he said, well, you know what? We're going to get that dog down here to the hospital. That dog needs to come and see you. So I thought, you know, this is great. I like at that point in 92 in Canada, animals were not allowed in hospitals or anywhere, let alone, you know, coming in and and this kind of thing. So what happened the next day, my family brought Rocky down to the hospital, but he was not allowed to come into the building. So he was allowed to be on the patio area. Mm -hmm. And then a nurse said she would go get a wheelchair And she would bring it to my room and get me in the wheelchair and get me out on the patio to see this dog. So she came into my room and she said, Rocky's here. I'm just going to get a wheelchair and give me 15 minutes. Well, the love that I have had and have still for this dog, I thought, I can't wait 15 minutes. (laughs) And my strong will and determination really, really kicked in. And remember, I couldn't even walk to the washroom four feet, right? So I got out of bed and I thought, I can do this. I want to see my dog. And I just kept visually visualizing in my mind, you know, I'm holding Rocky. He's licking my face. I love when animals lick me, by the way. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I, I, he's licking my face and we're, you know, we're going to be great. And we're going to see this new baby together. And I'm home and everything's great. Right. So I focused on that and I got out of a bed grab my IV pole and I focused on the walls in front of me. I'm going to take a couple steps to the wall. And then I focus, okay, let me get to the door now of the, of my hospital room. And so this is what I did. And I had to walk about a thousand feet to, to, in order to get down to see him. And I just, you know, grabbed, I got out in the hall and I grabbed the railing and I took inch by inch and I just kept seeing him on my mind. I'm going to see Rocky, I'm going to hold him and, you know, it's going to be great. And I just kept going through this in my mind. And then when I got down to a point where I could see his little tail wagging way down the end through that glass door, something filled my body that I can, it cannot explain, but it was like magic. And it just, it just wiped away everything that was happening within me. And I got so focused on this dog that my pace quickened and I feel strong and like it was like a different body, different world. So I opened the door and then, you know, Rocky, little shih tzu, he jumped up on me and um, licked my face. He was yelping. He was so excited. I was crying. And, uh, you know, that was where the magic started. And then two days later, I went home and I start, I was feeling better. And they said it truly, that dog truly had created a miracle for me. And so I delivered a beautiful baby girl and that baby girl now is now, uh, she's 30 and she's having a baby girl in the next three weeks. And so, you know, this is really exciting. So every time that baby, you know, she graduated from kindergarten, I'm in the front row crying, you know, grateful that, we went, you know, I look back at that whole situation at the hospital and, and what that dog did for me. Then she graduates, you know, you know, into high school crying again when she got married. I'm in the front row bawling, you know, so you know, like I, we always go back and then they always say, yeah, mom's thinking about Rocky and, and what he did for her again, you know, oh, amazing, so dog. I got through all that. And then in 96, um, my health started going downhill again mm-hmm. and uh, they died. I went to the hospital and they told me I had a torn muscle. And what happened, it 
was not a torn muscle. I went back four hours later. And while I was sitting in the eMERGE waiting room, I collapsed on the floor. My intestine burst. Oh, and yeah. And they took me in and they said it was too late. And they said, you've got 30 minutes to live. And who do you want to say goodbye to? And I said right away, my dog, Rocky. And um, it was too late. And so as soon as I said that, I started having a near-death experience. And I went to the other side. And I was at a point in my life at that time that this man that I was married to, the one that didn't like animals, he had become very abusive physically and emotionally in our relationship. And I was at a point where, you know, when people get abused, they don't tell people or they think it's their fault. So I hadn't told people what I had gone through. And so that was making me sicker, the stress of it all and not telling people or, you know, getting help or that. And so here I am, you know, in this place, like I had this husband who was abusing me. He was never around. And I learned later that he actually had a girlfriend for 14 of our 16 years marriage. Mm. And so, but, you know, it's all great. You know, it all happened for a reason. And so, um, you know, I'm asking for this dog. And um, when I'm in this, this light, I thought, you know what, like, I love this, this heaven, like it's, it's joy and it's love and it's incredible. And I wanted to stay. And in my, in, in my, my life, in my childhood, um, my best friend was my grandpa, my grandpa Buck. And he um, was the one who I trusted. I could, you know, I could believe and if anyone could get through to stubborn little Susie, and I will say I was stubborn, strong-willed, you know, whatever you want to call it, um, I would um, listen to him and he would get through to me. So it was him that stopped me in the white light, him and he had Jesus at his side. And they said to me, it was not my time that I had to go back because I had millions of pets and their owners that I had to help. I had to help them to cope heal and move forward in their lives. Mm. And I thought, okay, seriously, like how am I going to do this? Right. So then I, you know, believing my grandfather and, and, and knowing, you know, the relationship we had and, and I could always trust him. I came back and then that's when I discovered that, you know, this man I was married to, there was so much more that, you know, I just, I wasn't going to put up with this. And so I showed him the door. I, I came home. I was in the hospital for about five months. I came home and uh, it was just a whole new way. I looked at life and it was like more like 3D kind of three dimensional. And it was like, why do people get stressed? Why are they worrying? Like, because, you know, whatever's supposed to happen in our life will happen. And, you know, go with the flow and, you know, live life differently. And and so that's what I started doing. And so as I was getting better and I showed my ex the door and I spent five years just working on myself and I totally healed Crohn's disease. It's 100% gone out of my body. And the doctor said it, it like, it was just a miracle. And that, you know, if I let stress really affect me again, or ever went back with that man, they said I had 1% chance of ever becoming sick again. Mm. I said, well, I'm not going back with that man again. (laughs) And it's not happening. Right. Was there much of a change with Rocky when you came out of the hospital that time? Sorry, say that again. Much, was there much of a change with Rocky when you came out of the hospital that time? We well, from what I learned from my family, the whole time I was in the hospital with that time when my intestine burst, mm-hmm. as well as when I was pregnant with the, the baby, uh, he never left the front door the whole time. And so when I came home, he like I was tripping over him. He did not leave me. And, and he was sniffing me. Like when I came home the second time, because my energy was so different because Mm -hmm. I was like at a different place and really, you know, aha moments were always going off in my head. Right. And then when, you know, I showed my ex the door, it was like, you know, Rocky was there, but things were changing. And what was happening, he had been there for everything I had been through And then it was in 2001, let's say, at this point, he's 16 years old. And um, he had, you know, found his replacement. I always tell people, you know, one door, you know, 
a window shuts, but a door opens kind of thing. Right. And so what had happened, um, Rocky started going downhill around October, uh, sorry, yeah, October. And, um, just before that, Mr. Wright came into my life. Nice. And, um, so we've been together, Ross and I've been married and been together for 22 years. And I, when I'm standing on stage and I'm giving a talk and I always say that, you know, Rocky did not leave me till he knew that I was going to be okay. And he mm-hmm. would not leave till he found his replacement. And so he, at first Ross didn't get this. He said, I'm replacing a dog. <laughs> and it's like, no, you're really replacing a dog, you know? And so he'll stand in the corner and he'll say, yes, I am the dog's replacement, you know? And um, so what happened you know, Rocky Ross was there, and our other dog Molly was at the at the side when it was time for Rock, you know, to say goodbye to Rocky. Mm-hmm. And the, you know, the vet came to our home, and uh, I and he, you know, said what was going to happen, you know, with the process with needles and stuff like that. And I and I do Reiki on animals, and Reiki is energy ha- healing for anyone who doesn't know what that is. And so I was doing Reiki on him, and I just simply you know, said, I love you, Rocky. You've been such, you know, my hero and my support. You know, I I have to help you now. It's my time to help you. And I I love you so much, but I let you go. And I kissed him on the forehead. And that's all he was waiting for to hear was for me to say, I let you go. And he took his last breath and he didn't even need to have the needles. It was that our bond was so strong. So what happened, um, and and like, I'm an animal communicator. I see the other side. I feel them. They talk to me. But when Rocky crossed, I became so grief stricken because it was like, I literally was feeling like I lost a limb because we were so connected. And I, you know, became very consumed with grief and I couldn't feel, see, or hear him. And it was really confusing for me with my abilities and so Christmas Eve, um, that so he died December 3rd. And Christmas Eve, Ross said to me, I have a special gift for you, but I feel I need to give it to you on Christmas Eve when we're alone. This is not something you open under the tree with the whole family. So I was kind of intrigued. So we were alone and I opened this gift and I started having chills. I couldn't explain it. And I opened it and it was this candle holder. And it was three angels. And right away, I looked at it, not as angels, but I saw it was Rocky. It was my grandpa Buck. And it was my guardian angel. And I took it and held it in my hands. And right away, appeared in front of me, Rocky, my grandpa Buck, and my guardian angel. Wow. And so, and Rocky said, I never left you, but you were so consumed with guilt, guilt, not guilt, um, like grief, grief yep. that you, you weren't, you weren't seeing me. And that was a huge lesson for me that I tell others that, you know, yes, we have to mourn, but let's celebrate them. Don't, you know, be sad for months because they are right there trying to communicate with you. And so from that moment on, you know, I talked to Rocky every day. We have seven dogs, like six on the other side. And I talk to them every day. They tell me where I need to go. And, um, you know, it's it's been quite a journey with him. And every time I do a speaking event, him and my grandpa Buck are in the front row. He's wagging his tail. And, you know, my grandpa's giving me the thumbs up and that's our life. You know, we're still together, but in a different way. And, you know, he helped me quite a lot. And from learning that I went on to do pet therapy at our local um, sick kids hospital with our other dogs that we've had since and going into nursing homes. So, you know, he taught me so many lessons and it was, it's just remarkable how healing animals are. Right. Absolutely. That's a wow! What a what a story! Yeah, I want to go back a little bit and and take a, a few little sort of snapshots throughout that sort of story. Can you remember around the time when you initially got him from your neighbour and the the introduction yeah. into the household and how that sort of sort of went? It, it 
when we got him, he had not had a haircut. He was in really, he didn't look loved, let's say. Mm -hmm. And it was just like, he came running and see when he was born, I had, you know, gone over to the house and I had held him and I had done Reiki on all the puppies when they were born. So we had built a bond right from the start, right? So he remembered me. And, you know, bringing him in the house, we were inseparable right from the very start. It was like, you know, reconnecting. I felt like Spot, my childhood dog, was like, okay, you know, it's time to get over the fact that you've lost me. And, you know, here's my replacement. So I felt like Spot was sending Rocky to me. And it, it, it was smooth. And, you know, my ex did not like dogs. And I always say to people, if you if you started to be in a relationship with someone and they don't like animals, take that as a sign. It's not a good thing. You know, Spot used to attack my ex and, and Spot never attacked at anybody. And it was like, boy, she was trying to warn me, too. Right. So like with the relationship with with Rocky and my ex, it was not good. And he like, you know, he was not nice to, to Rocky where. Rocky knew stay away from him, but no, right from the start, Rocky and I were inseparable and, you know, it was just, it was like my best friend right from the start. So with your ex, did that mean that there were sort of like boundaries or areas in the house where Rocky couldn't go? Say like. Um, No, Rocky could still go everywhere, uh, but I found, and, and see, he started, my ex started having affairs when I found out later when, you know, when I looked back he started having affairs a year after we were married. So he wasn't really around a lot, but he told me he was gone for his job. And of course I, I, I was a very trusting person and, and believed him because I, I, I never thought people lied. Just that's my, my being is, you know, I don't lie. So I didn't expect others to. And so Rocky and I were really always together, you know, and, and, and you know, we'd go for walks in the park with the kids and, you know, so where did Rocky initially sleep and did that change throughout time? No, he was always in bed in my arms, oh. like all of our other dogs are. Yeah. <laughs> That's why we have a king size bed. Yeah. <laughs> oh, nice. Yeah, yeah. But, um, um, what about uh, yard? What was that like for him? What, sorry, what was that? Your yard? Did you have a yard that... Yeah, we we had a really big backyard. We were on um uh like a pie shaped lot. It was a really big backyard. We had above ground pool, and we had life jackets for the for the dogs. They'd come in the pool with us, and we had like the the chairs, you know, those the floating chairs. Mm-hmm. And the girls and I would um uh you know be in our chairs, and and we had you know at the time we'd have Rocky because when Rocky was fourteen, he started going downhill. And with the combination of him going downhill and then my ex going, my kids were having a tough time with how he was treating them. So I thought best medicine, get the kids a dog. And so we brought another dog in Molly. Molly. So the two of them were inseparable. Right. And so we had the pool chairs and we'd have the dogs laying on the pool chairs in the water in their life jackets with us. And, um, you know, that like they were literally everywhere we went, they would go. And, and these poor dogs were always being dressed up by the kids and, uh, you know, getting hats put on them. I thought, but that, you know, Rocky never growled, never bit, um, would only lick and um, just, you know, was the absolute perfect dog. When I look back, you know, he was my pet therapy dog, but he was your perfect example of what a pet therapy dog is you know for when they go in in nursing homes and hospitals did he um go and visit his parents were they were they still that neighbor over the over the end no no so what happened um all of the pups were adopted well you know what yes i yeah they did have the mother so they 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 did we would so all the puppies got adopted and then um they he would go and occasionally see his mom and um but the the parents didn't live that long you know after so you know they did see but they but they knew right and um they had that 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 connection still right oh nice (laughs) but uh yeah so and then and you know it was interesting because I, I, that really taught me when Rocky crossed over, like Molly was there and they were only together for two years. 
And they really, really developed a very, very strong bond. Mm -hmm. And I will never, ever forget the sound that Molly made when Rocky took his last breath. Like, it was horrific. And Mm -hmm. I didn't know a dog could make a sound like that. And, you know, when they say an animal will grieve for its friend, they really do. I don't know if you experienced that. Um, She stopped eating. She sat at the door where he, you know, the vet had taken him out for the last time. Um, You know, she had a really rough time. And um, we actually had to bring in uh, our daughter's dog to be with her. And then, you know, our grandchildren wanted their dog back. So then, you know, Mr. Wright, um, how Ross and I came together Molly was a dog that we rescued because she had been abused at three months old. And so we brought her in. She ended up giving Rocky two more years of life because it gave him a purpose. Mm -hmm. Right. And so um, here, you know, Rocky found his replacement. Here's Ross in my life at this point. And but I hadn't really introduced him to the kids because I thought I'm not involving a new man in my kid's life till I'm 100% happy with him or decide if this is the one or, you know, I want to make sure it's going to work out. And my youngest daughter, very intuitive, she knew the power of animals. And if they were a good person, then the dog would say something, you'd know, right? And Molly had been abused by a man. And Anytime a man would come near, she would cower down and she would pee at their feet. And so here comes Ross and, and, you know, she wasn't peeing on him. She was not cowering down. She was all scared, nothing. And I thought, okay, this is a good man. Like unlike spot attacking my ex. Right. (laughs) So we, um, Ross had a, a Jack Russell, Maddie. And so we were getting them together to, you know, so, so Molly had a friend. And so the one day we were at the school park and we were getting my daughter. And so my daughter saw how Molly was jumping up on Ross and all that. And she goes, she whispered in my ear, she goes, mommy, I don't know who this man is beside you, but Molly really likes him. I think you need to marry this man. (laughs) How cute. (laughs) He had no idea who he was, right? And I said, you know, do you like this man? Do you th-? And she says, Molly likes him. That tells me a lot. So we yeah. always say that, you know, Molly uh, found, you know, Mr. Wright. And she confirmed Mr. Wright. And, uh, you know, when it was her time, she chose him um, to take her. And, and it happened uh, 10 minutes before I went on my live radio show on AM radio. <laughs> and while I'm on my live show, I said to my producer, I said, Molly's at the vet. And he's like, oh, no, she chose me to get you through this. <laughs> and uh, so I was experiencing, you know, everything that Molly was going through with her crossing. And then uh, I'm on the show and I said to Chris, you know what? Um, if I say go to commercial or you need to talk, you know, I'm falling apart here. Right. And so then um, I said, go commercial. And so then he's going to commercial. He says, what's happening. So at that same time, right in the corner of my office, because I did it through Skype, you know, my show, because I was in Canada and that was in the States. And so in the corner of my office appeared Molly with Rocky. Uh-huh. And Molly said, I'm with Rocky, mommy, and we both love you so much and we'll never leave you. Mm. And thank you for you know being such a good mommy. Well, I'm crying, coming back on a show. I'm telling my producer this is what's happening. He's like, we got to get through this show fast. I'm crying now, you know. And uh, and then the next week we show told all the listeners what had happened. And they were just so touched and started sharing their stories of their pets, you mm. know, so you know, it, it all, everything happens as it should, right? You know, the right ones show up and our pets are just, just such gifts for us. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, a normal sort of, a normal walk with Rocky. Do you have a, 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 normal, set, a set sort of place or a favorite park or anything like that? Um, so we would go for like, I would take the kids for walks, like just around the streets. Cause they were young and they, so they, like I'd have one in a stroller and you know, one might be on her. Um, oh my gosh. What are they called? 
um, oh my gosh, I can't think of the word. It wasn't a bike, but it was like a scooter, a scooter, okay. you know, the, the two. Yep. And so, you know, they'd be doing that. Um, we would go, I had this thing with my kids that I said, you know, to get myself healthy, one of my, my, my practices that I did was to make, to know that I was getting healthy again, we would try something new. So our life was an adventure and it was proving to me I could do anything that I put my mind to because people go through illness, they can become the disease and not have a disease. Do you understand what I mean by that? And so I'd say like, I can't do this because I have Crohn's disease. I can't go here. You know what I mean? So I was working with a trainer and he said, look at every week, choose something new to do Mm -hmm. so that you could know you can do it. Right. So the one of the things that, you know, the, the girls I would take turns picking, okay, this is what we were going to do. And that could be doing a new sport. It could be going to a new place. It could be cooking a new meal. It could be playing a new game. It was just like such a wide range of new, right? So my one daughter said, mom, you used to roll, you used to figure skate. So let's get back into rollerblading and, and do this. And so I thought, okay, you know, I, 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 I was a gold medalist figure skater. So, you know, I got this. So we went rollerblading. And of course I had the dog on the leash. (laughs) And not a good thing. And I went flying up in the air. And of course I had shorts on and I just tore all the skin on my, on my leg. And my kids 30 years later still talk about mom looking funny, leaving her skin at the corner of Thompson Road. At you know, oh, I shouldn't laugh. So we really involved like the dogs. And then, you know, we did downhill or cross country skiing. And um, I just personally didn't like that sport because I just kept going backwards instead of going up the hill and, that, you know, but we created wonderful memories. Something and we Rocky went to as well? What's that? Is that something Rocky went to as well? Yeah. Yeah. We would take the dogs with us and, you know, like, you know, they, that it, I'd have them on the leash and that, you know, the kids would maybe have Molly. I always had Rocky. Everybody knew Rocky was mom's dog mm-hmm. and they would, he would really just focus on me. He wouldn't focus on the kids. Like he would be, if they were doing something when they were little, he would, you know, kind of pull them away from that area. Kind of like, um, you know, the show, Peter Pan, the dog, Nan, you know, that the dog was kind of like the, um, the, the keeper, right. like the dog's called with the man. Right. That was Rocky. Right. How did he go in the snow? <laughs> Sorry. How did he go in the snow? Um, he, he, it was, it was there. Let's just say that. Like, it wasn't <laughs> like he really, you know, we, when we went out and made snowmen, he'd be out there. Mm. Like we literally like everywhere we went, but would he, I wouldn't say he really enjoyed the snow. Like, well, he was like me, the snow was there and yeah, let's go make snowmen. You know, when, when we were making the snow angels, you know, you lay yep, on your yeah. back and you, uh, he'd be there and, you know, like in the snow, that kind of thing. Um, but uh, yeah, it wasn't like he always wanted to go out. Some of our dogs wanted to go out and they always liked to eat the snow. They all had their different personalities. Right. Yep. But yeah, his big focus was wherever I was, mm-hmm. that's where he wanted to be. If you, you know? uh, had to say his favorite season for, for going out and doing things? Um, I would say probably summer because we'd spend so much time in the pool. Mm-hmm. Um, but if it was really, really hot, like I would I I would not take him outside because like, you know, I don't like animals out in the heat. No, you know? No, that's fair. Um enough. yeah. Yeah. And, uh, you know, car rides, he was great. One time we took a trip because one of the things like my doctor had said was to help me to prove I wasn't the disease. It was like, take a trip, get away from the doctors and the hospitals and the tests and all that kind of thing. Because at one point, like I was, you know, being rushed to to emerge like three times a week, like when I was very, very sick. Mm. So it was kind of like, let's get you away from this. Right. Mm -hmm. And so my doctors had said like, why don't you take a trip? You know, my, my husband at the time. And, um, at that point we had the the youngest daughter, she was about, well, she maybe be just like under a year. And so we couldn't take Rocky. We, We actually went to Quebec city in Quebec. So it was about a 10 hour drive for us. And so that was huge for me to do that because 
you know, yeah. I was always needing the washrooms, right? And we mm-hmm. don't have those in the car. And so what happened, Rocky stayed with my parents when we were away. And what happened, Rocky, my father was not the best at keeping Rocky. Like I told him, he's going to try and find me. So make sure you have him tied up or keep him in the backyard. That Well, he didn't listen to that. And he thought, well, it's just a dog and he'll he'll be fine. Well, Rocky went and took off in search of us. And so um, they lost the dog Mm. and we lost him for about three days. And what had happened and I was devastated. It was like, I, you know, had, I literally had lost my best friend. And so we had, we even called the police and the police said, you don't call us for a missing dog. I said, no, no, you you don't know this dog, this dog really, you know? (laughs) And so we went door to door and what had happened um, he had gone out and in search of us, a neighbor three doors up had found him and thought this looked like a well-loved dog because it was well-groomed and um, just felt like he was lost, but they didn't know whose it was. And even though our phone number was on the tag, they didn't recognize the number. And uh, so we did get connected after three days, but it was the longest three days of my life, mm. you know, he was gone, but you know, from that, that, that was the last time my, my father was allowed to look after my dogs, <laughs> you know. So you mentioned but, grooming. Did, yes. Was there any sort of like issues and did he enjoy the process or did he have a, a little bit of so an issue? He, he was really good. Like he's a Shih Tzu. So, you know, we were always having his hair cut every six weeks. Um, no, he, he was just a very laid back dog. Very, very good. He had... No problems. One of the things that happened to him, I guess it was when the, my youngest daughter was probably around three. Um, he he had some, his mouth seemed funny. It just looked funny. So we went to the vet and the vet said he had to clean his teeth. So I thought, okay, you know, get his teeth cleaned and that's great. Well, I got a phone call at the end of the day and they said, that there was a problem they had to wire rocky's jaw wow and i wire his jaw what the heck is that about like he went into you fine right and so they said well no you must have been really rough with this dog your kids must have hurt him i said no no the that is not possible in our house like animals are really treated like royalty in our house and my kids have learned this and they they respect Hmm. animals so i knew it was wrong so he says, well, you've got a choice. Either pay me $2,500 to like wire his jaw, like that bone right underneath the, you know, the chin bone kind of thing. And he said, Why? pay $2,500 to have that done. Or I, I will put the dog down. Like you don't have what? a choice here. And I thought, oh my gosh, like I, I have a, a young child, you know, like how do I go to a man that I'm married to who hates the dog and say this is what's going on, and I and I I was a stay home mom because of being sick so much. I couldn't keep a job because never knew when I'd be back in the hospital because I was still, mm-hmm. you know, sick and with Crohn's. And so, um, got the money anyways, and and got the jaw fixed. And I found out ten years later, the vet was an alcoholic, and when he cleaned Rocky's teeth, he was drunk. Oh no. And, he got rough and broke the jaw and it was his assistant who came forward 10 years later and said that that lost his license. And I thought you knew our situation and you didn't speak up and how many other animals, you know, had serious stuff happen to them, you know? Mm. So, um, yeah, it was, that, that was really a devastating, you know, situation. Right. Absolutely. But, um, yeah, so so that happened to him, and um, um, I know this one time he, he I, you know, I, I was very careful. Like our house was childproofed, and you know, nothing was in cupboards on the, the lower level. And and this one day, um, I had I never Rocky didn't go in a cage because I thought he's such a perfect dog. Like he just would sit in the doorway and for us. We came home and I found this brand new bottle of vitamin C that was sealed in the middle of the kitchen table with the chairs pushed into the table. Um, the, the vitamin C bottle was open 
the bottle was empty mm. and there were 14 little piles of vomit all over the main level of the floor. And what happened, Rocky had smelled the, the orange flavor. Mm. And I don't know to this day how he got it open. Cause there was like, you know, it's childproof and, and it was all sealed with paper and somehow he got open. And I don't even know how he got on the kitchen table because the chairs weren't even moved. But he had got this into this vitamin C and we got him to the vet, a different vet at this time. And he said if he hadn't vomited, he would have died because of it being so strong. So that was like the one thing that he ate that, you know, you know, I will never forget, you know, what what he had done. And then there was... um. Oh, gosh, there was another story I was going to tell you. It just lost my mind. Uh, sorry, um, I was just going to say, uh, I usually ask all my guests to complete the sentence. I can't believe oh, my dog ate. But I vitamin C. Think you, yeah, just have answered <laughs> <Yeah>. that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It was crazy, crazy that, you know, he had done that. Um, but, yeah, no, he was, uh, other than that, and, and, and like, I, I still, like, we're, like, this is back from, well, we lost him in 2001. So this is like 22 years. We still talk about how did he do this? Yeah, yeah. You know, amazing. So like, you know, my kids and, and, and like Ross will say, you're really, you really freak out. And it's like, but I, how can a dog get in the middle of the kitchen table when chairs are pushed in? There's no other ways. It was a small dog. He was only like 13 pounds. And I said, I just can't believe it, but you know, he, what, it wasn't his time. And, you know, and then I know I was going to say there was another time that uh, I, I don't know, maybe he had four years left of his life, let's say, and he had developed a tumor in the pad of his paw. Okay. And so he went to the vet at this lump and the vet said that Rocky has a tumor in his paw in the pads. And he said, we're going to have to amputate his foot and maybe his whole leg. So 14 year old dog, there was no way I was going to do that. And at the time, like I had already trained for Reiki and I was at the level I was a teacher. So I, you know, my Reiki was pretty strong. And so I thought I'm not having my dog's leg amputated. This is not right. And I, so I said, I'm going to take my dog home and I'm going to do Reiki on him. And let's just see what happens. Maybe this is my time to give back to him now. Right. And so every day, you know, we would sit, we would watch TV and have our cuddles and I would just hang on to his paw and just, you know, send it healing. And and within two weeks of doing that, the tumor went away. And so I called the vet. I said, look, the tumor's gone. And how did you do that? And I said, I just did Reiki. So that was really the beginning of me doing healing on animals. And now like I'm, I'm just, there's so many miracles that are happening with me doing the healing on different animals. So, um, yeah, so that, so I was really grateful and blessed to be able to give back, you know, to my, my dog Mm -hmm. who gave me so much in my life. You know, that was such a gift for me to be able to help him. Did, did he have any sort of quirky habits or mannerisms? No, he was actually the perfect dog. (laughs) And, And, you know, you hear people say that, but he really was. And um, like, he never barked. I never, ever in 16 years of his life heard him bark. Wow. Like, not bark. Yeah. He, and, uh, you know, never bit, never growled. Uh, it's funny because we have um, another Shih Tzu now. We have um, two, do- two dogs, uh, dog Gus and Marley now. Mm-hmm. And Marley is like the reincarnation of uh, Rocky, except Marley barks, you know, <laughs> he thinks he's a big dog and he's only 10 pounds. Um, and he's a Shih Tzu too, but uh, no Rocky, like there's not one thing other than eating those, the vitamin C, you couldn't ask for a perfect dog. Like he literally was my angel dog. I really feel like he was sent to me to help me through the darkest days of my life. And, um, and he really did. And it's like, he got me through everything. He came into my life, you know, just eight months before I started having all the challenges with, you know, my pregnancy. And I'm thinking I'm saving his life and look at how many times he saved my life over and over. And, um, you know, it's, it's just a get, he was such a gift to me and always will be. Did he have uh, a favorite game that he enjoyed playing? Did okay. So 
that's 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 not a good subject to talk about now. <laughs> okay, so in our house, my husband cheats at Monopoly. <laughs> and okay, so um my kids won't play games with him anymore. <laughs> so does that tell you something what happened? So we don't play games anymore because my husband likes to cheat. He'll say, Oh, they've gone to the washroom. So, you know, he lands on their property. And I don't have to pay rent. Take your turn before mom comes back from the bathroom or something, you know. So we play, we do puzzles in our house now. Or, you know, we we spend more time like out in nature, like where we live in the Niagara region of, Mm. of, you know, Southern Ontario, Canada. It's the most beautiful, you know, like we're we're like five minutes from the water. So that's where we spend a lot of our time. Um, you know, outdoors and take the dogs down, have picnics, um, watch the ducks on the river, you know. Did Rocky go out on like hikes and things like that with you? All the time. All the time. All the time. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Everywhere I go. Um, I even would take him. I, I, I have a I have a, a children's book series called Rocky's Journey is the series. And the, the um, first book is Rocky's Trip to the Hospital. And that's based on my story. It's about a little girl, Marie, and my middle name is Marie. Mm. And so it's based on Rocky coming to the hospital to help a little girl. Nice. That's my story of, of that situation. And what happened, I would um, take Rocky into, we had, a, we had a store called Zellers. And they're, they're no longer in Canada. They closed up. But animals were like in that time, not allowed in stores. Mm-hmm. So I would put him in my purse or I put him in the grocery buggy. And, and I, like, I didn't want to leave him in the car or, you know, like when his jaw was, he was, you know, overcoming that I would, I wanted to keep an eye on him, mm-hmm. you know? And so I would wrap him up in a blanket and I would put him in the grocery buggy and people would bend down and say, Oh, your little baby's so cute. And then they <laughs> see his face and they're like, well, it's a dog, you know? <laughs> and um, so in, in that children's book, I talk about like Rocky going shopping and that really did happen. Nice. So I, I took him places where they weren't supposed to go. Mm. And, uh, you know, it really showed me in that time who the real animal lovers were like of store owners and yep. that, and where you could go in and stuff like that. Right. But uh, yeah, he totally, we were inseparable. Did you have any sort of like interesting interactions with other species? him no he was very laid back um he really took on the role of mothering molly when we brought molly into the house again she was only three months old and she had been abused already so he took on the role of really mothering her and um which was really nice to see and like he he kind of got me through my stuff and then he took over looking after her. Um, but you know, if he saw birds, like you know, some dogs will go crazy if there's a bird. He didn't do that. I was just like, yeah, there's a bird, a bird. you know, <laughs> and um, very laid back kind of thing, right? Yeah. Ah, <laughs> very, very nice. Um what sort of uh breed was Molly and what sort of size? Just getting a, a comparison. Molly, Molly or yep, Rocky? Molly. So Molly was a Shih Tzu as well. Oh, Shih Tzu as well. So, okay, yep. Yeah. So Rocky was a Shih Tzu, and he was about he was about fourteen pounds, and Molly was a Shih Tzu. She was smaller. Um, she was more petite, and she was probably around maybe eleven pounds. Um, but she was very like she had been abused so she was like skin and bone when we got her, even at three months old. Like you know, mm-hmm. and I remember one time that uh you know puppies will do puppy things right and so she got under one of the trees in our backyard and at the same time uh a baby had a baby bird had fallen out of the nest in the tree and so she was kind of like investigating this little baby bird on the floor on the grass chirping at her and she was kind of like sniffing she wasn't eating it she wasn't doing anything wrong to it but rocky could kind of foresee so he's running over to her and this mother bird came down and started pecking at on Molly's head, like get away from my baby kind of thing. Mm. And um, so that's where Rocky had to kind of go, Molly, get away from the mm. baby, you know. So that's where he had to step in. So we had that kind of story happen with him. Oh, no. Nice. You know? But uh, yeah, no, it was just, it was almost like, you know, he, 
the animals can really communicate by their looks or just, you know, they don't have to speak like we do or, you know, like parents yell. They just, they just, they, they, they all knew that what Rocky would say without having to say the word or the barking or that kind of thing, you know. It, that was to me sitting, you know, a, a favorite thing I love to do is be in the backyard and just watch the dogs play. To nice. me, that was so entertaining. Who needs TV when you've got pets that run around and then they turn, they chase each other and go the other way, you know, and then they go, you know, that to me is, is entertainment. Yeah. You know? Do you have any like favorite toys that he kept for a while? He, he couldn't eat toys because when his jaw broke, he couldn't put them in his mouth. Mm. So it, it was really weird for my kids because they grew up with a dog that couldn't have toys. And he couldn't have balls because he would try and put it in his mouth. He couldn't eat bones. And what was interesting was because he couldn't eat bones, we couldn't have bones for Molly because he would try and get them, right? Mm-hmm. And so when we lost Rocky and then we thought, okay, well, we'll give bones to Molly, she would not eat bones. And interestingly enough, as we've had the different dogs, so we've had, we had Rocky, then we got Molly then, you know, we, we literally lost Rocky and then we got Willie and then, you know, Willie never ate bones. So it was kind of like every dog we've had, it started with Rocky not eating bones and none of our dogs will eat bones. Mm. So, you know, it's, it's just kind of, and every dog that I've had, even from since spot, they, they get in bed and they lay their body against my leg. And that's how I go to sleep at night. And I've had seven dogs all do this. They all pass it down to the next dog. Mm -hmm. This is what you have to do with mommy, you know? Off the top of your head, one of the most happiest or special times that the two of you sort of like had together. Oh, my gosh. Um, I I don't know, because it was just like, hmm. I Gosh, you're really putting me on the spot on this <laughs> yeah, one because sorry. it was like he was kind of like in my life. Like it was like I would say more like my whole time with him mm-hmm. for 15 years was it was one of gratitude. You know, like he saved my life, and and I was grateful every day for that. And it was I wouldn't say like I our time was. Um, I wasn't in a happy place when he was in my life, I guess you could say, because I was struggling to be alive or I was, you know, trying to, to cope with being abused. Um, you know, when I went through my divorce, you know, he was there getting me through it. So, um, you know, the happy times for me with him were, I'd say, watching him play in the backyard, you know, nice. or, you know, or just sitting and looking at each other, just the simple things. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I can, I can just look at, at, at an animal and really connect with them. And the whole world is not like, I can just block out the whole world and connect, you know, with them. Those were the special moments for us. Nice. I, you know. did, you, did you have uh, like a special spot in the house that apart from when he wasn't right next to you? No, he was all, wherever I was, he was. But what I've done now in, in my office, I have right beside me, every time we've had a dog crossover, I have all their collars and their, their collars. Mm-hmm. And so sometimes what's happened, if, if I get stuck or I'm trying to figure something out or whatever, I'll hear a little jingle in the drawer and the collars start to shake. Mm. And that's been reminding me mm-hmm. that, hey, we're still here with you, you know? Nice. So they, they still connect with me. And like, I'll hear um, a song come on. Like, I'll, I'll feel like I need to turn the radio on. And I turn the radio on and I'll think of a song. Um, when Rocky crossed over, um, I had always said to Ross that, you know, um, Rocky was my savior. He was my, not only my best friend, but, you know, he helped me to live, to survive and to cope and to heal. And so when Rocky took his last breath at the, at the time, I don't know, do you know the song by, is it Enrique Iglesias, Hero? Have you ever heard that song? Um, Hero? Possibly. I 
for you. <laughs> I don't think. <laughs> but anyways, it's basically um, the song goes, let me be your hero. Mm-hmm. And so that song was playing when Rocky took his last breath. Mm-hmm. And Ross had only been in my life for three months at that point. And we knew right from there that we were going to be together for the rest of our life. We just knew it was just that connection with us. And um, that song was playing on the radio and Ross leaned into me and he said, um, you know, let me take over for Rocky. Let me be your hero now. Cause he knew how much Rocky meant to me. And um, so every time we hear that song, we always identify with Rocky, you know, that, Oh, you know, Rocky's coming through again. You know? Yeah. So he still has his ways of, you know, uh, communicating with me and, you know, so sometimes you'll see me on stage and I'll just take a, like a step back. And it's like, and people will say, you saw Rocky, didn't you? You know, cause people who know what, you know, I do and stuff like that. They, they, they come to my events. They, they know my little things that happen, my little quirks. Cause I kind of give it away after, you know, what happens. Sue, <laughs> <laughs> so that has been an incredible story about yeah. you and Rocky and, and just the, just that bond and the and the amazing sort of things that, that have happened to to each of you. I'm blown yeah. away by that. Yeah, you know, and and I always say to people like, your pet will pick you. You know, mm-hmm. you you don't know what's in store for you. And I thought, like, I'll say it again. I thought I was rescuing a dog, and you know, from being put down. And I had no idea what my future was going to be holding when I brought that dog in. That dog saved my life so much. And I always say to everybody, sit down on their floor, let the animal choose you because they know what you need. And my gosh, that dog, you know, just knows, knew exactly. And, and it, you know, just a gift, the, one of the greatest gifts I could have ever been given, you know. Absolutely. Now, I know there's been a bit of time since Rocky's passing and yeah. what you're doing now in present day. Do you want to let people know what that is? So I am an animal communicator and I do healings on pets and I teach people how to do healing on pets. So I teach them how to do Reiki. And so people can, you know, book me. I have clients from all around the world and I do the um, consultations with uh, through Zoom. I help people to prepare for their pets crossing the animals will tell me when they're ready. Again, it's not up to me um, to say, yes, go take your dog. I always say to people, your animal will give you this look. They will, you will know when your pet's ready. I won't tell you that, you know, um, animals will come through from the other side. I've been on um, either phone or through text and I'm sending Reiki to a pet when it's time for them to cross over during that time. I'm sending them Reiki just like I did on Rocky. And then I'm telling the owner at that same time what is happening to their pet. So with me having the near-death experience when the portal opened, the white light was there, the tunnel, I'm explaining to the owners exactly what their pet is seeing as it's happening live. Mm. And so, you know, I, all of these things I went through, it's all helped, helped me to do what I do now. Right. So I help people, you know, to um, know that their pets. Okay. I help people to understand, you know, the messages, what the pets, what has happened to them and, you know, how they're communicating. A lot of the pet people don't, they're, they're so grief stricken, which I understand, you know, was there that the animals are still with them, but because they're so grief stricken, they don't feel or see or hear the signs that the pet is trying to communicate. So I come in and then that's where I tell them, this is what your pet is doing. This is where it is. You're not hearing things that it is, you know, scratching on the back door and this kind of thing. So, you know, it's really, really rewarding for me. So. And where can people contact you to find out more? So my website is youranimalcommunicator.com and uh, you can see, you know, the different services I do and, 
you know, go to my Facebook, ask Sue London and, and sign up, you know, be my friend or how do you say it? Like me or something. <laughs> I'm so good with this, aren't I? <laughs> um, I, I have people that do my social media, oh, nice. but, uh, but on, on there, I'll like, I'll post like the upcoming events and on my Instagram. I think mm-hmm. that's ask Sue London. You'll, you'll see it on my website, the links for it. Yep. Um, but on there, I post all the pictures. I did an event two weeks ago uh, in person, a festival, and I was doing Reiki on pets that were abused and helping the owners to understand this is the past. This is what your pet went through. And I was teaching people how to clear energy from the pets because our world's crazy now, right? And a lot of people stressed and the, you know, the pets are taking on that stress. And uh, so I was showing them how to release that. And so I was doing healing for 10 hours that day on animals and helping the owners. And it, it was a magical day, but you know, it, it's, it's not a job to me. It's like, you know, helping a pet. It's just an honor, right? <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> so it has been an absolute pleasure chatting with you and um, Rocky, yeah. an incredible dog. Mm-hmm. Thank you so much. I really appreciate, uh, you know, talking with you and, and sharing my story. And I hope something that I've said, you know, is going to help the listeners in, along their journey and, you know, reach out to me. And I'm, I'm here for everyone who, who needs some help. I'm sure your story will, will connect with a lot of people. Thank you again very, very much. Yeah, thanks again. <laughs> Thank you very much for listening. I hope that you enjoyed the show. Thank you to our new listeners in Menlo Park in the US and also in Mansala in Finland. Welcome aboard. If you'd like to leave a review on whatever platform you're listening on, it would be appreciated. And also, don't forget to hit that subscribe button so you don't miss out on any future episodes. Until next time... Stay safe and remember, your dog is family.